chapter 12, verse 4 to 11, the Bible says, There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works in all, all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gift of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirit, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, but one in the same Spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually as he wills. Hallelujah. But I want us to read verse number 7 together as a family. Verse number 7. Are you ready? Let's read. Ready? Go. Oh, say it like you mean it. Ready? Go. The word there, manifestation, in the original Greek language is the phanerosis. The phanerosis of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. If you are looking for a subject title for my message today, I want to talk on the subject, the phanerosis of the spirit of wisdom. The phanerosis of the spirit of wisdom. The manifestation of the spirit of wisdom, the Bible says, is given for the profiting of everybody. Hallelujah. That spirit is given for the profiting of everybody. I know you are struggling to understand what I'm saying because maybe the word manifestation of anerosis is a little bit difficult for you to understand. So let's go to the dictionary and see what the dictionary says about the word manifestation. And the dictionary says that manifestation is an event, an action or object that clearly shows or embodies something abstract. It is explaining something abstract to you through different things. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. If I want to uh, demonstrate what wisdom is, Wisdom is an abstract thing. Wisdom is not tangible. Wisdom is not like a, a towel that you say, if you have this towel, you have wisdom. So how do I explain wisdom to anybody? The way I would explain wisdom is to show some signs. If these signs are with you, it means you have wisdom. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So the manifestation of wisdom is in the things that you see. The evidence of the things you are seeing is showing what that abstract thing is. Amen. And today the abstract thing we are talking about is the spirit of wisdom. Amen. Let me give you an, an example of manifestation of the spirit. The Bible says in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, he says that, and what did he say? But you shall receive what? Power. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you and you shall be witnesses. 
to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the utmost part of the world. What he was saying is that when the Holy Ghost comes, the evidence of the Holy Ghost coming is your ability or the power to preach the gospel. The power to witness. So if you are not somebody who witnesses, I doubt whether you have the Holy Spirit. I don't know whether you haven't started. I'm just trying to explain, show you an example. Because how else can we say that the power of the Holy Spirit is in you? Because he says that when it comes, the evidence of the thing coming is your power or your ability to share the gospel of Jesus Christ to others. When you, you say to somebody, Jesus loves you, I, I am a Christian, this is what God has done for me. If you come to him, he will do the same for you. That power only comes when you have received the Holy Spirit. Is the evidence, is the manifestation, is the phanerosis. The phanerosis of the presence of God being in you is the ability to witness. Hallelujah. That is the reason why the apostles, before Jesus came, were in the upper room hiding. They could not preach the gospel. When the Holy Spirit came, the Bible says in Acts chapter 2, the Bible says, and when they were together with one accord in one place, verse 1, the Bible said, there suddenly there came a sound of the rushing of the wind that filled the whole place and it was like a spirit dividing upon each one like a clothing tongue of fire and it sat on their heads and they began to speak in different tongues, different dialects. They were just extolling the virtues of God in different languages and the people heard them. Before, the people had never heard them. The manifestation affected the people. Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm saying? Am I explaining phanerosis to you? So, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in these people is the power they had to witness. No wonder that one day, 3,000 people gave their lives to Christ. Because power came to be a witness. And moving forward from that point on in, there was so much power. There were so many people being affected by the presence of God through these people. Amen. So don't tell me you have the Holy Spirit because you can blab in tongues when you have never witnessed one person. Gonna say hello, but I can't say that anymore. <laughs> that means yes, so I can't say it. <laughs> no, I said I was going to, but I didn't say it. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, so what is the Holy Spirit? What is the Holy Spirit? The Bible says that there are diversities of gifts. There are diversities of gifts, but it's the same Spirit. What he's saying is that there are differences of the same thing. For instance, water can be ice, can be vapor, can be liquid. It is one in the same. When it's vapor, it's the water. When his eyes is still water. 
when it's liquid, it's still water. Are you with me? So those gifts of prophecy, this, that, that, healing, all that, they are all different shades of the same thing. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Different things. It shows all those things. And it's, you see, as soon as we talk about the spirit, and when we read First Corinthians 12, 1, First Corinthians 12, we all think about healing, prophecies, interpretation of tongues, miracle working, and all those type of things. But we miss one vital component, which is, as far as I'm concerned, it is more than any of those things. And that's the God himself. No, no, the spirit of God, if you want to understand the spirit of God, the first place you need to go is the first place of first mention. When was that spirit mentioned first in the Bible? That spirit of God. You go to the place of first mention. It is mentioned in Genesis chapter 1, the spirit of God moved. And when it moved, there was a manifestation. Which means that when the spirit comes, it is something that manifests. And the Bible, the scripture we just read said, it profits us all. When the spirit of God moved, he said, let there be. It profited us. Let there be. It profited us. Let there be. It profited us. Seven days went by. All let there be because of the presence of the spirit of God. And it profited us. I don't know whether you understand what I'm trying to say. So all those things, all those things profit us. When you go to the first mention of the the description or the, the actual definition of the spirit of God is in Isaiah chapter 11. Look at Isaiah chapter 11 verse 1. Quickly. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse. A branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Somebody say the spirit of the Lord. So the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom. Somebody say the spirit of wisdom. So it's given us the different shades of the spirit of God. Are you understanding one thing? The different, like the water vapor ice. Different categories of the same spirit. He says that the spirit of what? Wisdom. The spirit of what? Understanding. The spirit of counsel. The spirit of what? Might, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of what? The fear of God. You see that out of these seven spirits, five of them have to do with wisdom. So really, the spirit of God, the majority of the spirit of God is wisdom. So don't tell me you have the spirit of God when you don't exhibit wisdom. I haven't been preaching for a while, so bear with me. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many understand what I'm trying to say? Don't tell me you have the presence of God, the spirit of God in you when there's no wisdom. Unfortunately, the, the majority of the latter days pastors, latter days churches, latter days Christians that have come, they exhibit everything but the spirit of wisdom. We exhibit so much power. No wisdom. 
We can give you prophecies. We can give you everything. But there's no wisdom. No wisdom. I don't, please, please understand me. I don't want to discount the, all the other varieties of the, or diversities of the spirit. But I want you to understand that the majority of the spirit of God is wisdom. Are you with me? Because God is wisdom. How many know that the problem in this world can be solved by wisdom? Every problem is a problem of wisdom. Your problem with your wife is because of the lack of wisdom. Your problem at your financial problem is just lack of wisdom. Your problem with your, they say, I should say, relationship problem. You are always fighting with your boyfriend, you are fighting with your girlfriend. It's because you don't have sense. I, am I back in my church? Is this my church? Then I'm allowed to preach, oh? Wait, when Pastor Gloria and Pastor Sam come, they'll preach the nice messages. But for me, this is how I preach. They say, I should say, that the way you're changing boys and girls, it means you don't have sense. I didn't say it. She said it. Eh? You are choosing. You choose uh, uh, Shawanda, Amanda, Shanta. Kayanda, you are choosing all different girls. And you say, if I can get the skin of Shawanda and put it on the, on the body of Kayanda, if I can put the hips of a foolish boy. It means you don't have sense. Sorry, I didn't come to insult you. That is not why I came. No. You, you have been the cause of my problems for a very long time. Sit down. I've been trying for 25 years to put it at the back, but it hasn't worked. <laughs> Gabby is not 25 years. It means that it was there before Gabby came. Don't bring yourself. Hallelujah. I hope you are, listen, when you are in church, relax. Don't be too... This is not the type of church. We are relaxed, so be relaxed. If the message is choking, say, mm, and then shift a little bit. Hallelujah. But the manifestation of this spirit of wisdom has to be seen in you, around you, on you, everything you do to affect everybody who is in your space. I don't know whether you, you, you can understand what I'm saying. You need, you need, that, that is because it has to profit all of us. The wisdom you display must profit us. And that wisdom doesn't come from man. It comes from God. I don't know whether you, you can understand that. So you need to understand. I, let me take my time and break that scripture. The Acts chapter, sorry, 
Isaiah 11.3. Let me break it down so you can understand. He says that the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. So that is the spirit. That is the water. So I'm going to describe the vapor, the ice, and the liquid. Okay? He says that the spirit of wisdom and understanding. If you see, this, this one is paired. Wisdom and understanding is paired. Are you with me? So, you cannot have wisdom without understanding. You cannot have understanding without wisdom. Are you with me? And you see, a lot of us, we display lack of understanding. And that is why our life is the way it is. Um, uh, I'm trying, I don't want to be, seem to be, come across as if I'm, I'm, I'm insulting somebody. But spiritual wisdom is not just knowing what is good and what is bad. But it's the ability to apply skillfully what you know. A lot of Christians, we know a lot of things, but we don't apply it. We have been in church all this while. We've had all these messages that is supposed to transform your life and make your life better. But up to now, there is no understanding. And so, you don't apply. When you see a very good situation, a scenario where you have to practice the word, it just skips you. As soon as you leave church, you are driving off, and then somebody crosses you. It was a good scenario to practice patience that was preached in church. But you didn't understand when you're in church. Because it's like they were giving patience. Because that example didn't go near when your, somebody drives across or crosses you whilst driving. You couldn't apply it. What makes clever students from students who struggle is lack of understanding. They are teaching. You are counting sheep. They are teaching. They are, they, are, they are thinking about the food you eat. So you miss. Because to understand, it has to be systematic. It has to follow. If this principle works, then this principle, then this principle, then this principle, then this principle. But your mind went away when, you, when the principle number three was being explained. So you skipped principle number three and went to, straight to number four. So the whole thing is confused. You go back and you're trying to study and you study and still not remember how to apply principle number three. So the exam comes and you have to apply it to a scenario and you can't. Because there's no understanding. Hallelujah. We, you see, if you are wise, you become prosperous. The manifestation of wisdom is prosperity. I'll come there. 
But I want you to understand that if you walk wisely, people who hate you will choose you. They, give me that scripture. Says that, and David walked wisely before Saul. He knew that Saul didn't like him. He knew that Saul saw him as a threat. But he decided to walk in wisdom. Understand the seasons and times he lived in. Have you got a scripture? No? It's in first what? First Samuel 18 verse 14. I thought I gave you that scripture. Okay, whatever. And David behaved what? Wisely in all his what? It's not wisely in some of his ways. In all his ways. He had been told before coming that he is going to be the king. He knew when he was 17. Now he has come to work as a servant of the king. Do you think the king didn't know that this guy has come to replace me? So King Saul also knew. David knew. King Saul knew. How do you work under a boss who sees you as a threat? And not get fired? It's being wise in not some of your ways, but all of your ways. Hallelujah. You are thinking I'm going to talk about some spiritual wild wild things. No, no, no. no. I'm talking about day-to-day life. This is the manifestation of the Spirit of God in you. David had the Spirit of God in him. God was with him. And the way he showed God being in him is being wise in every step he took. Knowing what to say. What not to say. What to do. What not to do. Who to like. Who not to like. Who to flow with. Who not to flow with. How do you flow with the king's son? It is wisdom. Because the king's son is the ear of the king. So if there's any plot, the best person to tell you is the king's son. So who you choose as a friend? Some of you, the people you are choosing as friends, that is why your life is not going anywhere. You choose the wrong friends for the wrong time. Some of us, we are not selective in the friends we make. Listen, for me, I have a lot of acquaintances, but I have very few friends. Because for you to be a friend of mine, one, you should be going where I'm going. You should be either higher than me, on my level, or behind me. But in the same direction. Behind me, I need you behind me because you energize me. You push me to run. Because those who are on my level, when I am one step ahead than them, 
and I look at them and they are one step behind me, I feel that I've done something. So I can easily not, not push myself. So I need those who are behind me to be very active, to put fire in my backside for me to run. Are you with me? I also need those who are by me to also tell me that, yes, we haven't stopped, so don't stop. We are going. We haven't stopped, so don't stop. We are moving. We haven't stopped. We are in this together. Keep moving. And those ahead, they give me the challenge that if, I, if he's gotten to that point, I can also get to that point. I shouldn't get tired here. I shouldn't feel complacent here. Let me keep on moving. Keep on moving. Don't stop. Did we come to church or we came to soul to soul? It's all part of church. Don't worry. Hallelujah. David knew who to befriend and who not to befriend. That's part of working wisely. In uh, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17, see that, see that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise people. Redeeming. Look, put that scripture up. I think it's 15, uh, uh, Ephesians 5, 15, sorry. Go, go to 15. Say see. Somebody say see. see. See then that you walk circumspectly. The word circumspectly means calculating. Part of wisdom is to know how to be calculating. In this day and age, in this world we live in, if you are not a good planner, you would always crash. So see that you walk circumspectly. Not as fools, but as wise people, rightly dividing the word of truth. Redeeming the time means, the word redeem the time means that make full use of the time because the days are evil. Hallelujah. Redeem your time. Don't waste your time. Dr. Kutu, I know you're a medical doctor. Yes, you work nine to six. Yeah, nine to six? Yeah. All right. But you're a young man. Very young man. So you can actually work again from seven to one a.m. You don't have to work just going to work in Tesco for Tesco money. But sometimes you can take up an education, take up accounting. What has a doctor got to do with an accountant? But redeem the time. Because there's coming a time that you will need somebody to do your accounts for you. If you don't understand accounting, they will, they will take your money away. When you have your own surgery, you have your own doctors that you're employing, you have your own uh, uh, temporary staff that you need to employ, you need somebody to, an accountant to do your books for you. Do you understand debits and credits? Do you understand revenues? Do you understand how to do variance analysis? Do you understand all those things? So redeem the time. Instead of watching, uh, what do you call it? Football and all sorts of, uh, what do you call it? Uh, neighbors. Do they still show neighbors? 
and EastEnders. Redeem the time. Oh, you don't like my message. Listen, if you are below the age of 40 and you sleep eight hours, you are a poor person. If you do more than eight hours, there's something wrong with you. I didn't say it. Paul is saying you are not redeeming the time, which means that you are not working circumspectly, which means that you are not wise, which means you are something else. Below 40, you can operate equitably under five hours of sleep. Six hours, five hours of sleep, you'll be fine. Medical doctor, my line. Very true. Because if you are sleeping eight hours in a day, one quarter of your life is spent. You never saw your one quarter of your... Those of you sleep 12 hours, as for you, the half of your life is finished. I know you are here. You are somewhere here. I know you are here. I can see you. I, I see you see me. You, I see you see me. And this direction too. I know you are here. I know you, you are not looking at my face. Look at my face. I have seen you. You are sleeping 12 hours. What is wrong with you? Go to bed at 2 a.m. Wake up at 12.30. And then you wake up tired. You are stretching and you feel tired. Why are you tired? What have you done all day? Sleeping. You are tired of sleeping. There is something wrong with you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me go. Let me go before these people spoil my message. So the spirit... <laughs> Gabby, you are not making me preach. Let me go to the next slide. The spirit of understanding. Having insight into things. Having insight into things. There is a scripture. Look for that scripture for me. It says that, and the sons of the Rechabites knew what to do. They knew the times. The sons of Issachar, they knew the, the times and seasons that they lived in. And they knew what to do. Do you know the season you live in? Because if you don't know the season you live in, you won't know what to do. There are four seasons in any man's life. You have your morning season, your afternoon season, or your spring. Is it spring? You have summer, autumn, and winter. Isn't it? Four seasons. So spring is when the crops spring out. For, all, for most of us in this room, you are either between your spring or your summer. So you are in your period of learning. Your period of planting. What you plant now will affect the three seasons that is left in your life. So, instead of planting knowledge 
experience, you are planting sleep. So your summer will be full of sleep. Your autumn will be full of sleep. Your, your winter will be full of sleep. Then I returned and I saw a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the arms. And so shall poverty come upon you as an armed robber. You don't know when the armed robber is coming. But he's coming. And when he comes, because he has an, a, 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 a firearm, whatever he says you must do. You are young enough to do two different courses. One online, one professional on the side, one your t- You are young enough. You don't work. You, 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 you get, uh, what do you call it? What do they give them? Student finance, which looks after you. And mommy and daddy also give you occasionally, they give you, bless you. So you don't work. So it means you have 18 hours of your life to do something. Your course doesn't demand more than 12 hours. Uh, Eight hours of your life. So the rest you can use to do another course. Learn, learn how to do transaction equities. Learn how to do shares. Learn how to do coding. Learn how to do something. Learn how to get a CMA degree. Get a, an ACC degree on the side. It has nothing to do with what you are doing. But it is something that will help you in your future. Uh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. When you understand the season you are in, you take advantage of that season. Hallelujah. If you missed your spring, you have summer. Things grow in summer. So you can plant in summer as well. There's still time to plant. You may be 30 years old, you are in your summer, but you can still plant. There's, you are 40 years old, you are still in your summer, you can plant. You are 50 years old, you are still in your summer, you can plant. It's not too late. Then you move to your autumn when things start to fall. Your eyes begin, your eyes begin to get dim. And then your children begin to argue with you that you should get glasses and you're telling them that you can see. Then you say, no, get glasses so you know I can see. It's okay, if you can see, read this, read this menu. And you're forcing to read the menu because you don't want to admit that autumn is setting in. If you don't understand, don't worry. You understand next week. When you get to autumn, you understand. That is the time to reap. It's not the time to plant. Things don't grow in autumn. You're almost 60, so you're going to start a course. You can. You can. But when would you get that degree and begin to work with that degree. You are going to study medicine and you are 58. You need seven years. 65, you are not doing your housemanship. House job. By the age of 17, now they are taking you to the, uh, they are showing you what to do. In the hospital, you don't know what to do with it, with the stethoscope. You don't know where. You can't remember where. You can't remember. Reverend, you are preaching us. Can't remember. Can't remember. Hallelujah. 
don't know whether the injection is for the arm, is for the hand, is for you are confused. Then the then there's the winter of your life. That is when you should be enjoying your spring, your summer, your autumn. But because you mismanage your spring, mismanage your summer, and you are confused in autumn. Winter is going to be a problem. How many can understand what I'm saying? So you need to understand where you are. You need to understand the time of life that you are in. For some of you, you are mismanaging your spring and summer trying to correct somebody's winter that they mismanaged. Let me try here. Some of you, you are mismanaging your, your spring and your summer, trying to correct the mismanagement of somebody's winter. Without realizing that you are mismanaging your spring and your summer because you want to correct somebody's winter. You, you are directly going to be that person in no... In a very short time, you'll be like that person. Because you do understand the times you live in. I know you love your parents, you love your grandparents and all that. But it's time to plant. So focus on planting. If they didn't plant at the time they needed to plant, it's their problem. Let them look forward and... The Bible says... Honor your father and your mother. Honor is giving something in appreciation. It doesn't mean you owe them your life. I'm talking about the spirit of wisdom. It's the spirit of God. Are you understanding what I'm saying? I'm not saying don't help. But help after you have helped yourself. When you, sit, when, when you sit in the plane, they tell you that when there's the, the cabin loses compression, put your mask on first. Then you can attend to others and help others. Some of you are trying to put somebody's mask on. When your mask is not on, you are dying. It is the spirit of understanding. Understand where you are. Understand what you are doing. Understand where you are. And what you can do and what you cannot do. You cannot save the whole world. Don't try saving everybody. I always ask this question. The day you drop dead and die, the people who you are pulling around you, would they die with you? They will find somebody else to leech off. That girlfriend that is always leeching off you, leeching off you. The day you die, even under your funeral, you find a boyfriend. Before you are buried, there will be a new boyfriend. You don't like my message.
not looking forward to any of my children looking after me. No. I have planned my future. Whether they look after me or not is not is And to plan your life. See that you walk circumspectly. Not as fools. But as wise. Because do you know that this son is now looking after you. But do you know the wife that is going to marry? And the instruction that will come from the bedroom. That will change the topography of things. <laughs> Get your own Range Rover. I will get my own. Because <laughs> the instruction from the bedroom can, be, can go this way or that way. <laughs> hey, I'm about to do right for time. My time is up. Okay. okay. I, I, I've, I've only introduced the subject. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen, the phanerosis of the spirit of God is your ability to walk as a wise person. When you are wise, you will know that the time to sow is when everybody is running away from sowing. Like now. Everybody is running. Nobody is starting any business. This is the best time to start a business. Everybody is running away from buying. This is the best time to buy. This is the best time to invest. This is the best time to know what to do. Hallelujah. Listen, when we were, had a lockdown, the Lord told me, from that, the very first lockdown, the Lord told me that make sure your people hear your voice preaching every day. So I preached one hour every day throughout the lockdown. I don't know how many, was it a, a year, a month? Sorry? A year. About six months. I preached every day. Every day. I was preaching. Every day. Every day. Whilst other people had gone to sleep. I was preaching. So whilst after the lockdown, all churches were empty. My church was not empty. Because I sold when everybody was not sowing. You must know the season you live in. You must have an understanding on what to do and what not to do. Don't follow what everybody is doing. Don't follow everybody's... You know, when there's a storm, the little birds, the, the robin, the parrot, and the pigeon and everything, they are saying, no, it is too, it, the wind is too strong to fly. The wind is too... Let's go and hide. Let's go and hide. And they all go and hide. Then the eagle just... My season, they begin to train their talents and stretch their talents and they begin to sow. They sow in the storm, not when there is because they, they need the wind beneath their wings to push them up to fly. The season that is rough is the best season to sow if you're an eagle. If you are not an eagle and you are a robin, you go and hide somewhere. If you are an eagle, 
This is your best time to soar. Stand to your feet. <laughs>